The challenge has been laid down. This is Tiahika. This week I'm joined with Rosemary Rangi Tauira. Kia ora e hoa. Tēnā koe. <laughs> Tēnā koe. Uh, ko te mea tuatahi, me whakamarama hia mai ko Waikwe. Kia ora. Uh, ko Rosemary Rangi Tauira hau, ara ko Ngāti Manua te iwi, ko Ngāti Koro, Ngāti Hui, me Ngāti Whare Ngā Hapu, uh, ko Tāwhiwa i te maunga, ko Whinna ki te awa, ko Tangi Haruru te tangata, a uh, ko Mata Sua te waka. And Fano, you may be familiar with the voice. Rosemary joins us uh, here on Tiahika from the Māori News Unit. Uh, te manu kurehi no reirei hoa. No piki mai, no kake mai. Kia ora. Kia ora. Uh, coming up tonight. We find out from Superintendent Wally Homaha, the General Manager of Māori, Pacific and Ethnic Services at the Police, how iwi and the police are working together to help curb the prosecution of tangata whenua. This is one of the most exciting developments that we've seen in a long, long time and actually gives the New Zealand police and iwi the mandate to come closer together and to hold each other to account. So if iwi are demanding that they want to know what the crime picture is in each of their districts, my role is to ensure that that information is shared. It's a waka race, but not as we know it. The Weddell Challenge is a national group quit-smoking contest represented by Waka Race Graphics on its fun and interactive app. Teams from the far north to the South Island have enlisted their groups of 10 to take up the three-month trial. Weddell Challenge has been designed by researchers at the University of Auckland, and Dr Mariwa Glover tells Justine how the kaupapa works. We can't keep doing what we've been doing. It's too slow. So we need to find new innovative methods, and that's where we got Weddell from. We piloted it under that project. We're looking at triggering mass quitting. You know, how do we get mass quitting happening? How can we use these technologies, iPad, iPhone? More from Dr Mariwa Glover is coming up soon. So how difficult is the three-month challenge? Justine chats with Lower Hutch team, Our Babes. That's what's coming up in tonight's edition of Te Ahika. Te Ahika, Radio New Zealand National. Recently, I went along to the police headquarters here in Wellington to meet with one of the country's top-ranking Māori police officers, Wally Homaha, to talk about an iwi police strategy that aims to reduce the prosecution rate of tangata whenua by 25% by the year 2018. Kia ora, I'm here to see Wally Homaha. Kia ora, Rosemary. Kia ora, Wally, good to be here. Kia ora, ko taku ingoa, ko Warihi Wallace Homaha, General Manager, Māori Pacific Ethnic Services. Tēnā koe, Wally. So we're talking today just about turning of the tides. This strategy, it's an iwi police strategy that uses whānau order, the uh, social scheme, um, to help whānau Māori. It was launched in December last year. What's happened since that time? Well, I'm very excited since the launch by our Māori representatives from every iwi throughout the country. 
Uh, of course, the philosophy of turning of the tide uh, sought to make crime prevention a part of everyday life, encouraging people, particularly in the Māori community, to talk about crime prevention in all settings. Uh, we talked about talking about the issues that uh, disturb us in our households, on our, in our schools, on the marae. So whenever we talk about turning of the tide, and I quote from, from the strategy, we want as many people talking about why crime is wrong, who gets hurt, and what each and every one of us can do to prevent it. So your question in terms of what's happened, uh, that document has gone nationwide. It's one of the three key strategic documents of the New Zealand Police. We have our overarching strategy called Prevention First, Road Policing uh, Strategy, and also Turning of the Tide. The exciting part about that is each of the 12 district commanders who run the operational interface out in each of the districts have that document right up front in terms of their business. They look at the issues, particularly in the Māori community, around a whole range of crime categories, and then they look at the taskings and the intelligence that they are able to gather, and they look at who they task to meet the needs of that particular um, crime category. So, for example, if shoplifting is a huge problem amongst uh, in some communities up and down this country, and it is in particular maybe a huge problem for young Māori youth, well, then we deploy to that crime problem. We look at engaging the right people around the table to have those conversations or that kōrero so that we can actually understand what's driving people to commit sort of high volumes of shoplifting, uh, wherever it may be. What I understand is, just to point out the fact that turning of the tide focuses on those who commit less serious crimes or petty crimes, is that correct? We actually work uh, right across the broad spectrum of, of criminal activity. So whether it's at the low end of, of the spectrum or at the higher end, we want to provide resolutions or alternative means of dealing with all sorts of things. So we have what we call pre-charge opportunities uh, and we have post-charge. In the pre-charge phase, we're doing very well uh, across a range of offence types uh, in five categories where we five crime, different crime types rather. For example, fighting in a public place, possession of cannabis, uh, disorderly behaviour, breach of liquor ban, and shoplifting, those five offences now have resulted in 70% uh, of charges um, being dealt with in a different way rather than prosecution. What that means in terms of numbers, from 2010 to 2013, June of this year, we have 56,000 less charges going through the courts. Uh, less people going through the courts charged with those respective offences. So for Māori, they otherwise would have been charged with disorderly behaviour, fighting in a public place, possession of cannabis and the likes. Uh, the opportunities to look at alternative arrangements are huge. Although for those police officers who believe that some Māori may need another form of intervention to ensure that they are getting the right services with, with their people and they're actually addressing the behavioural issues, in terms of what's driving them to these offences in the first place, uh, we have established a process called conditional pre-charge warnings. Uh, and when we set it up in the early stages, we called it an enhanced model of pre-charge warnings. 
So how does it work? What that means is that if a person gets arrested, he gets taken back to the police station but given a warning. He, the arresting officer has a discussion with the uh, sergeant who's in charge of the custody suite and then they decide that uh, this doesn't warrant a full charge or prosecution so they'll either they'll give this person a warning. If they believe that a warning is not sufficient on its own, they will then put conditions which then enable us to um, bring alongside of that custody sergeant an iwi liaison officer. The iwi liaison officer then works with the offender. The offender is referred to a, a Māori organisation. And, for example, in Lower Hutt, we're running uh, the process there where Te Runanga or Tiatiawa are our umbrella organisation where the New Zealand police look at conditional pre-charge warnings, send the offender through with the uh, assistance of the iwi liaison officer within the runanga, who are running the Fano Order Collective from within the runanga, also look at the issues and make an assessment of the problems that that person is having. They also work with Tupuni Kokiri, who's the Kaitoko Fano, who also comes in. So we're starting to join up services. You'll remember the criticism around the public services being our inability to align our services and work together. So working in silos. That's right. In the old age uh, um, cliche of working in silos forever haunted the corridors of the public service. I'm actually quite excited by the fact now that we're actually teaming up with different groups. The Ministry of Justice are on board with us. Uh, working together to look at the best opportunities, the best outcomes, the best sanctions to be put in place around the offender's rehabilitation. And even uh, post-charge, where we have diversions with the New Zealand police, we divert into a Māori organisation to look at the if the offender happens to be Māori. And then we look at the reparation, the money that that person would have otherwise paid uh, as a part of his um, sentencing uh, arrangements, that person pays that money to the organisation that will assist in the rehabilitation of the offender's problems. And so that's another way of, of how the system has, has changed quite significantly to work with these people at that end of the scale. Now, as you know, Māori overrepresentation or disproportionality has been huge in the criminal justice system and that story is like a broken record across many fronts. The exciting part about turning of the tide, it's allowed those opportunities, as well as the New Zealand Police's Prevention First strategy, to uh, respond in different ways. Because part of turning of the tide, Nia, when it was launched, police had said a part of this is to change the way some police deal with Māori. Absolutely. Uh, shifting the mindset. And looking more at prevention, and if our young people are coming, to, or pe Māori are coming into the criminal justice system, ours is, in, is to ensure that they don't come back. Particularly if they come in for the first time, we, we, we try and divert them. We've got some options to divert them away in the first instance. Uh, for example, if you normally would have got arrested and charged for breach of the liquor ban, and a lot of Māori in that social context, uh, social setting, should I say, were getting arrested and charged for breach of the liquor ban, which gives them a criminal record. Now, we will be bringing in... Um, a week the the pre-charge warnings has contributed to those people, those people in that position not being prosecuted. We'll also have uh, written uh, warnings 
uh, or, or looking at in the future bringing in infringement notices if they're severe enough uh, to look at taking the person back to the police station for their own protection and safety. So there we are exploring and examining a whole range of alternative arrangements in terms of dealing with people. In the youth space, um, we are working with our youth services people because, as we said, in turning of the tide, we will reduce by 2018 10% of first-time offenders um, coming into the system. And already I can see we're going to start making significant gains because our, our, our youth services people are working really hard with our uh, iwi liaisons up and down the country. And when they come to the attention of the police, we go through a process called alternative actions. So the alternative actions, which is a part of the Children and Young Persons Act, allows us to engage iwi hapu whanau and work with the problems in that in that uh, forum. Kind of like whanau order, because the, the approach of whanau order is to encompass all uh, government services as well as looking at a whanau rather than a troubled individual, ne? Absolutely, and that's the only way we will look at addressing the behaviour because it's not just about the individual themselves. The individuals come out of a setting or the environment may not be conducive. Uh, some kids uh, may be living in conditions where they're really pohara. There's no kai in the cupboards. There's no, you know, they've, they've got to go out and survive. There are the opportunists who, who, who may have plenty but want to just be hotutu and do what they want to do uh, anyway. But I think... The way that we are now approaching this collectively, particularly since turning of the tide and our prevention first strategy, is that I think we're more in line, our thinking is more attuned to our community partnerships. How important is that to have like a single thought or a single direction? I, I think it's the only way that will have the, a huge impact. In fact, the collective impact is what's going to make a difference in the criminal justice system. And we're starting to see that already. Across the 12 policing dis districts that I've mentioned, each district commander is held to account on a monthly basis. So from a national perspective, where I sit uh, alongside of the, 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 the police executive, we produce what we call monthly intelligence reports. And what do they consist of? They consist of all of the objectives that have been outlined in the Turning of the Tide Action Plan. Can you name a few? Reducing first-time Māori offenders by 5%, reducing first-time adult offenders by 5%. Those are the objectives. Reducing uh, repeat offenders, uh, youth in the youth area uh, coming back into the system. Reducing 10% around adult offenders coming back into the system. We're looking at less prosecutions, 15% less prosecutions of Māori in the system. And already we're starting to gauge across the districts which districts where we've set the targets from the baseline to the targets and where they're currently sitting. Some are in green, some are in red, but it's early days and it's exciting to see the change. It is early days. If we look at turning of the tide, it's not yet a year since it was launched. We are the only government organisation, to my understanding, that have actually set tar targets to reduce the uh, demand profile of Māori in the criminal justice system. So where we've set the targets at 5%, 10%, 15%, less road deaths, uh, less crashes, serious crashes for Māori, less road deaths, fatalities on the road by providing the messages, the interventions, etc., education, awareness, 
um, upping the ante on seatbelt restraints, um, highlighting the dangers of speed, alcohol, drugs. Um, we're, we're, we're the only organisation that have set those targets for Māori coming out of our, our, our um, unit of Māori Pacific Ethnic Services, and I'm actually quite fiercely proud about that. When it was launched, Turning of the Tides, mm. there was the overall objective of reducing by 25% prosecution rates mm. among Māori by mm. 2018. Mm. Is that quite a huge feat or quite a huge challenge, do you think? We always said that uh, the strategy was ambitious, but there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. I think by 2018, I'm pretty positive that we will achieve those targets. Already the way we're dealing with alternative resolutions and looking at the options around pre-charge, dealing with the, the situation in a totally different way and looking at engaging our Māori partners and our Māori providers, again, to shift the problem so that we're dealing with behavioural issues. I would say that those first... And, and the warnings we're giving to first-time offenders, the evidence shows that if, if they are warned in the first instance and given an opportunity some may never come back into the system again. In the majority of those, uh, that's the case in the majority of cases. That could mean less taxpayer money being spent in the justice system? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and that money can be reinvested in other areas. That's not to say that, you know, like whilst I'm, I'm excited in the short time that we've uh, looked at the, the, the uh, launch of Turning of the Tide and being an iwi crime prevention plan, I think this is one of the most exciting developments that we've seen in a long, long time and actually gives the New Zealand police and iwi the mandate to come closer together and to hold each other to account. So if iwi are demanding that they want to know what the crime picture is in each of their di districts, my role is to ensure that that information is shared. And they can do that through they, the iwi liaison uh, Absolutely. Well. And not only through the iwi liaison, through the district commanders. Because in each of the district commander areas, the structure that we've actually put in place allows the iwi forums to sit alongside of the, dis the, the district commander in that key decision-making role to question why are the figures so high, and they will be able to, each of those leaders, you remember, come to Wellington, and I show them the comparisons district by district. So if one district is seeing that, oh, they're not performing so well, and they want to know what's driving uh, the issues in their district, they can see clearly and start to compare against some of the best practice that may be going on in another uh, rohi. And next week we find out why Police Superintendent Wally Haumaha is praising the Māori Trust Board Te Runanga Nui o Taranaki Whānui ki Te Upoko o Te Māui in Lower Hutt. He speaks highly of the way it's running a pilot programme under Turning of the Tide, which appears to be helping 60 or so people who've been referred to the iwi entity by the police. The key principles that drive the success uh, currently of this programme is the fact that we've got strong leadership. We've got a good uh, chairperson uh, on the runanga who oversees uh, pre-charge warnings, all the alternative resolution um, areas, and that's um, Neville Baker. We've got an absolute uh, strong supporter in Dr. Kara Pukatapu, who Kara, in terms of his acumen, his skills, his knowledge, um, are, are fantastic, and he sits at the National Forum with the Commissioner, both he and Neville. The leadership at that level is excellent. The infrastructure, which I believe is the, one of the most important things, is that iwi have to have the infrastructure, uh, they have to have the capacity, and they have to have 
the capability, along with other government agencies supporting their capability and capacity, to drive these programs. And we also hear next week how Te Runanganui o Taranaki Whanui's pilot, called the Maiti Whangai, Alternative Resolutions Enhanced Model, is changing the life of a 17-year-old, Crowstone Napier, who's been given the chance under the programme to do a month-long farming apprenticeship. Court, I'll just get a criminal conviction. With this programme, they will be the second chance. It's pretty gathering the way I got into it, into this sort of opportunity. From stealing the car, really, it should be a consequence, not a privilege. At the moment, I just want to see how I go on the farm. Just try and give it my best shot. This is Tiahika on Radio New Zealand National. I'm Justine Murray. And I'm Rosemary Dangitawira. If you'd like to download the show, you can head to the podcast version on our website, radionz.co.nz forward slash Tiahika. You're listening to Tiahika, Radio National. When mass advertising isn't working or the billboards just aren't doing it for those who want to give up smoking, an initiative, Weddle or Challenge, a three-month team effort quit smoking competition, kicked off in early September. Its aim is to be fun and supportive, and you even get to win cash prizes for charity. The teams from the far north to the South Island are represented by a waka race that shows which team is leading in the contest by way of how many members have quit. The Wet All programme is part of a quit-smoking pilot organised last year by researchers at the University of Auckland. At the helm of the successful Wet All Challenge is Dr Mariwa Glover, co-director of the Centre for Tobacco Control Research, who's worked tirelessly for almost 20 years supporting Oahikore smoke-free projects in the community. She explains the kaupapa of Wet All to Justine. On my mum's side, we're the uh, cooks and baker whānau from Hokianga, from Rangiahua actually, but there's not much left in Rangiahua nowadays. But <laughs> the Cook Brothers farm used to be quite big and big whānau back then. But mainly I was raised in Auckland, so urban raised, but sometimes a very transient upbringing like uh, yeah you know and also a little bit uh, growing up in Australia as well I went to about 15 schools and I finished school when I was 16 uh, I, well at 15 I finished school and I started work when I was 16 and I took myself back to university when I was living in Australia and uh, went through bachelor's, master's and PhD to get to where I am now. Groups of 10 smokers and they have three months to quit and at the end the team that's in the lead wins the competition. We have so many taking part that we've actually split this first national competition into four competitions. So there's a North, a South Auckland, Central and a South Island competition running at the moment and it's just... It's just amazing. I mean, there's a couple of Māori women's teams, netball teams, who are taking part. And they, every team has a team page on the website. And you can go on and you can read their posts, really inspiring stories of why they're quitting and, and, and how they're going with the process. 
it, it's just it's just great to see. We've had smokers ring up in response to the advertising and form their own groups. So it really is more in line with the whole whānau order concept of doing it for themselves, not waiting for a health worker to come along and, you know, kick you along. Come on, you got to quit. This is uh, win money for your netball club, your sports club, your kōhanga, your kapahaka team. And, yeah, they love it. It, and it works. We get really high quit rates. Uh, if you have a look on the website, you'll see a number of waka. They already have 10 out of 10 smoke-free. So that's the Weddle Challenge, Weddle Stub It Out. Stub It Out is an iPad game that we made to go with the whole Weddle package. Oh, cool. it's, a little, <laughs> it's a little iPad and iPhone game where you stub out cigarettes. And the points are expressed in minutes, hours and days of life gained back from stubbing out cigarettes. So mm. every cigarette costs you about eight minutes of your life. So the more you stub out, the more life you regain back. That's just in the game. But it's another resource to help get to a different audience and, and teaches people about the products that are available that can help them stop smoking, the patch, mm. the gum, the lozenges. Uh, part of our research work at the moment, I'm also a co-director of the New Zealand Tobacco Control Research Tūranga, and what we're looking at with that programme of research is how we're going to get to 2025, and also that we need really innovative approaches. We can't keep doing what we've been doing. It's too slow, so we need to find new innovative methods, and that's where we got Weddle from. We piloted it under that project. We're looking at triggering mass quitting, you know, how do we get mass quitting happening? How can we use these technologies, iPad, iPhone, which a lot of our people have. Yes. And we need to be in that world. We need to be in there with Māori interventions as well. So it's using those interventions and getting the message across in an innovative way. Mm. I don't think anyone has really cracked the nut in terms of how will we get to 2025. We still are progressing too slowly in terms of people quitting. We need a lot more people to quit smoking. And I think we need a lot more innovative support and help out there like Weddle that appeals to Māori and Pacific and low socioeconomic because mm. they're going to be the ones at the end that are still smoking. Cigarettes Nicotine, which is the addictive drug in cigarettes, and especially when it's smoked, does does have effects in the brain. It does do what smokers say it does. It does relieve their st stress. It does it, the centres of the brain that it works on gives them some positive feelings, and in that sense, like they don't want to lose those, but you can get those positive feelings other ways. You need to learn new coping skills and you need to learn other ways of dealing with stress. Healthy ways that aren't going to kill you would be good. <laughs> and um, you Like know, walking so, or Exactly. Like... Getting sufficient sleep and having friends and using support, like Weddle encourages teams, that team support, that support from your own whānau, is incredibly powerful. And so, yes, some people do self-medicate with 
smoking. They use uh, cigarette uh, to get the nicotine, and in a, in a sense they are self-medicating with it. When people who have, for example, schizophrenia stop smoking, then obviously they need to see their their doctor and their medication may need to be adjusted because uh, smoking affects how drugs, other drugs work as well. But uh, there are other ways, and we just need to teach people how to cope without how other ways to cope learn from people who don't smoke ask them you know what do you how do, do you yeah how do you cope in a stressful situation mm-hmm. we have an increasing number of people who smoke socially or a couple a day or one a day or not even every day and they think well i'm fine you know i should be all right i've it will reduce the risk but every cigarette is doing you damage. And unfortunately, it might be the next cigarette that triggers the development of a tumour. Overall, the earlier you start smoking, the longer you smoke, the more you smoke, the greater the chance that you're going to be in that group of two out of three that will die from a smoking-related illness. And the other thing people don't realise is that smokers start dying from the age of 35. Wow. That's really young. So that's when you, you hear of people who are 35 had a heart attack or stroke. And some cancers start that young as well. So a lot of people live long, well, you know, and don't die until 60. But even now we think 60 is quite young. 75 isn't, you know... That's right. And so our expectations, because everyone's living longer, you expect to live longer now. And so if, you, if you've smoked all your life and you got to 90, well, you were in the other. You were in the third that didn't get killed off by smoking. But two-thirds of people who smoke long-term like that will get killed off by smoking. And some of those people who were social smokers or intermittent smokers, they will be in that camp. It's like Russian roulette. Why wow. why take the risk for your if especially if you've got kids, you know, you don't want to leave them without a parent. Yeah. So in front of um, me, we I'm with um, I'm with Dr. Maria Wiglava, and in front of me is her iPad. Now she's just showing me through the Weddle Challenge app available on the App Store and through Android yet. Just just on the App Store, if you've got an iPhone and iPad, it's really handy. So what are we looking at, um, Dr. Maria? So I'm showing you the Who's in Front page, and we have four competitions in this first national competition, and they teams are there's one way down in Bluff. And we have them way up in Kaitaia and so from both ends of the country all the way through. And on the Who's in Front page, you can see we have teams with 10 out of 10 already and we're only into the third week of the three-month competition. And it looks like I'm going to have a difficult task and we're (laughs) going to have a tie break in each competition with so many uh, uh, stop smoking already. In four different regions, Weddell North, Weddell... South, Central and South Auckland. So in South Auckland we've got uh, groups who come from workplaces, from factories. 
this uh, Americold Dalgetty, the, all these guys work in the freezers there, and uh, mainly Pacific and a few Māori. So huge Māori involvement and and some Pacific, but we also have non-Māori teams. Mm-hmm. So we have a team f- in the south from the Heritage Hotel in Queenstown, and it's a team of staff, and, and they're doing amazing as well. And they've even painted a waka, looks like by a professional artist, of uh, the waka with the team in it all trying to quit smoking. Which and that's in the foyer. It's hanging up in the foyer of the hotel. Also the support of the community around the smokers as well that really helps them and people get on the team page. And we've had other people come on people's team page, like Nahoefar Gizzi over in Gisborne, netball team, and others have come on and posted, you guys are so amazing, you're inspiring me, I'm going to quit too. And so other people are jumping on, they're not, they're not obviously in the competition, but they are inspired to quit by those that are that are doing it. Fantastic. So when you open up the app down the bottom, you've got comps, which is where you click into, and it's got the four regions. Um, fantastic graphics too. Um, does, who does Māori artist, yes. Yes. A Ngāpuhi artist. Yeah. Nice. And then you click into teams, uh, who's in front. So basically this sees... Um, well, shows you um, who's in front in terms of the smoke-free. Yep, this is the overall three months, and you can see that we're using Waka to show the teams, and you can see how the teams are, are spread throughout uh, that region. So you can click on each Waka, and it goes through and gives you a bit more information. And you can see also uh, who is smoke-free and mm. and there's one person there still to stop smoking. In the app as well, we have a... Uh, the wet or tip shop, so that's just, and you can just click on the tip shop, and oh, it nice. it gives you little tips about ask ex smokers for tips to stay okay. smoke free, find new ways to relax, and there's also another page of triggers. So these are the things that trip you up and send you back to smoking. So putting on weight is a big one, and alcohol is a really big trigger for relapsing Mm. to smoking and of course the teams get on their team page and talk about "Mm, I caved in on the weekend had a few drinks and so you you can learn a lot and uh, about the things stress of course and again if you just click on these triggers here uh, little tips come up on how to deal with for example feeling down you know focus on the children and fighting in the house you know wait for everyone to calm down then try and talk it through and ask someone to help so there's little tips Uh, so it's very much like a game but that makes it more fun and and is it's just easier to use and more interesting than you know and user-friendly. It's so simple. Yes. Well, that, that's <laughs> the, yeah. It needs to be user-friendly. It needs to be fun. Quitting needs to be fun. Justine there with Dr. Mariwa Glover. So what is the Weddell Challenge like? Justine finds out from a lower hut group called Our Babes. Um, so kia everybody. Ko waio. Ko piripiri te maunga. Ko waitohi te awa. Ngā titewhiti te hapu. Te ati awa te iwi. Toko maru te waka. He uri ahau no te waipaunamu. He kaimahi ahau no kōkiri haura. Kia ora.
Kia ora, ko mamanau te waka, ko Ngātikahu ki Whangaroa te iwi, ko Mangawhiro te awa, ko Whangaroa te moana, ko Mangawhiro te, te marae, ko Leticia Kipa toku ingoa. And I'm born and bred in Porirua. Born and bred in Porirua, awesome. So we'll come back to um, to you, Stevie. So we're talking about the um, the Weddle Challenge and basically how I said in the in the early part of the Korero that what, I, I said what I think it's about. What, what do you think it's about, the Weddle Challenge? I don't know. I guess it's just about um, helping, helping everybody to quit smoking. Um, it's a bit of... Uh, I think the Weddle's a good way to encourage people to want to quit, um, and I guess that's part of why I've, I've jumped on board, yeah. Mm. So can we go back a little bit and talk about um, smoking, I suppose, um, how oh. long... Cause from the outset, I suppose we should say that you you're still you're still smoking. Um, yeah, I guess I'm half and half. I have my good days and my bad days, or yeah. So I'm kind of all over the place. Um, let's see. I started smoking when I was about 16 years old, so I was still in school. Um, I thought it was cool when I was 16, and I guess now coming into my job, um, working alongside. Um, Aukatsu Kai Piper and, and having some really helpful quit coaches. Um, they've been really supportive with me trying to quit um, and, of course, encouraging, um, as well as, well, my manager. I, I really enjoy my job and I think um, being a health promoter myself, because um, my job is, well, yeah, health promotion, um, I guess one of the key things that I need to be is, is smoke-free. So that's a good push for me. Which was just on time for the weather. <laughs> <laughs> True, so it's only, it was yes. kind of a. I didn't actually know a lot about the weddle, and then I sort of started smoking again. And one person found out who told the next person, and it came back to our quick coaches uh, who said, You're jumping on the weddle. So it kind of wasn't an option, but it was, <laughs> it was, if that makes sense. How are you coping with the challenge? Mm. I have my good days and my bad days. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, there's days where I think I'm going to be fine and I can do this, and, and, then there's days where I just give up, I guess. Um, but, well, I do work with um, a couple of people who are part of the R-Base t- team. Um, so pretty much every day or every second day they come in and, how are you doing? And I'm not doing so well. And then they're really supportive of jump back on the waka awesome. and we'll get there. And then there's days where it's, oh, I fell in the water today. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying, I'm floating. But, um, yeah, I need to get back on the waka. So we sort of... Yeah, we're all kind of encouraging each other. It's it's we've it's got its ups and downs, but we're all sort of getting there. And sort I love trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's End of right. November. That's our push. So we sort of set new dates if we sort of fall off the waka, um, and just come back to it. I guess. Yeah. So what do you mean by setting dates? Do you? St- oh, so we kind of think. Okay, so I had a smoke yesterday. Not good. Tomorrow I'm going to start again and try and try, a, like you know, just that little bit harder and hope that it works tomorrow kind of thing. Mm. Um, and is that um, um, a strong um, well, cope-up of, of the group? Is that real honesty? Because you um, can't, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Hey. Um, we, are, we are really honest. Um, we sort of have the laughing moments where, um, so I have, for, for myself, I'll sort of walk in and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing really well and really happy in two days or three days or however long it's been. And then the next day they're like, are you still doing well? And my head goes down so they know <laughs> oh, no. and it's sort of like the walk of shame. But um, they're just like, that's all right, I haven't been doing too well either, so we'll get there. Yeah, other team members are just 
troublesome, um, but very honest. So, Letitia, basically the same questions as Stevie. Um, um, what does this challenge mean to you, the Weddell Challenge? I just, you know, I've struggled so long to quit smoking, and I just want it to happen. I actually quit at the beginning of the year and for about seven months, and... You know, I had a girls' night out, and that's all it takes, is you just pick up one, and then you're on that road back to smoking. So I want to be smoke-free by the end of the year. Oh, definitely by the end of this challenge. I'm going to Iron Māori in December, and I want to be smoke-free. Awesome. So just like Stevie mentioned, you've got um, dates set to re-jig um, your goals, and you've got Iron Māori at the end of the year to mm. p- help push you, I suppose, eh, towards that smoke-free yeah. co It just gives you something to look forward to, a vision. So I always keep that in my mind, like, I'm going to do it. I sat there, I went to support Iron Māori last year, and I was like, I am going to be there, and I'm going to be smoke-free there. You're, you're whānau, and um, do you have children? Yes, I do. So, so how, how has the whānau support network been? How important is that to um, you? It's really good. I've got I've got about seven children. So. Oh wow! Kapoi. <laughs> My two oldest, you know, they get me up in the morning. They take me walking just to help me. And my boys are really encouraging me. Mm. Um, my husband's a smoker, so it's a bit of a challenge for him. But I'm trying to get him to come on the journey as well. But small steps, um, you know, you've got to be really ready to take the challenge because it's hard. It's hard work, yep. but yep. yeah, my boys are so good. Awesome. And have you have you had the same experience of stop, start, stop, start, stop, start over the years? Yeah, I have. I've tried quite a few times to quit. Um, I've done the patches a few times, and it was the same thing. You know, I was so strong for so long. I think last time was the longest I've lasted. So the time before that, I lasted about three months, and then that time seven. Mm. So hopefully this time will be permanent. Because, you know, I've got these children and I've got to be there for them. The people that are there to support you in this journey, number one is Farno. you've got your coach, you've got your kaitiaki, but you also spoke about our, our ancestors or our tūpuna. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, so I've, I've undertaken some study um, during this year and I've been really connecting with my kaitiaki and the atua. So I just thought, hey, I call upon them to help me in my job and help me guide me with my family, you know, call upon them to help me with this challenge. So I did, and um, I've been speaking to my kaitiaki every morning. So I get up yesterday, and I'm going to be strong. We're going to do it, and I'm staying motivated. And then I give in to the weakness, have a puff, and I start coughing. Mm. (laughs) So I was like, oh, thank you, my kaitiaki. Put the smoke down. And then just when I think I'm going to go for another, you know, something happens, like I, I was going to sneak out yesterday afternoon for a smoke, walk out the door, in walks two quick coaches, I was like, oh, oh that's a sign, eh? <laughs> You're not meant to be going. Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of a talk. I was like, no, I'm not yeah. doing it. <laughs> it's just about being strong, you know, where, you know, I'm a strong Māori woman, and why should I let this one thing, smoking, get in my way? Kia ora Letitia Kepa and Stevie Love from the Weddell Challenge Group, Our Babes of Lower Hutt, who are about 30 days into their smoke-free mission. And as you heard, there are some good days and not so good days. I'd, uh, now, right at their side is Okatsi Kai Piper or smoke-free coach, Keitha Wood. It's um, about assisting people with the addiction of um, the Kai Piper, eh? And... Um, taking down that journey that this is so doable, quitting, 
what I love is that we've heard from Letitia and Stevie who it very much is a journey, eh? Mm. I mean, they're still, um, they've cut down, but they're still smoking. So it's not about you, like, being forceful in your coaching. It's about tautoko and support. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did the Wet or Me Challenge, how did you come across it? Um, we had training in Ōtaki, uh, the Okati Kaipaipa Smoking Cessation mm. Team. And so th- that's how we came across it. Yeah. And uh, to date, we have, Kōkere has, well, not just Kōkere, Kōkere Okatikai Piper have one team. And, yeah, that's how it ha- how we happened, and how our babes yeah, happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, and where did the name come from? The name came from, <laughs> it, was a, it was a group, um, it was a group decision, nice. obviously, because yeah. of the Weddle is a group decision. Yeah. Um, and it came from, we have our logo as Our Bay Stop Smoking. Hence our babes. What experience do you bring in the role? For example, are you are you a f- former smoker or? I was a chain smoker. Yes, been quit for over a year now. Oh, congratulations! Um, but I'd like to just extend that. Um, it I did quit through um, Okatikai Piper through a quit coach Louisa. So yeah. yeah. What's the differences in, in being a non-smoker? The differences. Um, I swear, my life has just so changed. Um, I've um, since quitting. I've gone down and done a outward bound gig for ten days, which is really, really intense. You know, um, sort of in a, in a nutshell, we sort of go from our comfort zone into the danger zone, i.e., rock climbing. I initially trained to do a. The Around the Bays, which is a 7K gig, um, and I was able to complete that 7Ks in 49 minutes, so I've stepped that up to a 20K run every Sunday morning. And Stevie has introduced me and some of of the other Weddle girls to Stevie might like to um, explain the part of the Pacific. Part of the Pacific. Okay, I'm interested. Okay, so um, I've actually got a friend who does. It's called Pacific F I T Pacific, not Pacific Pacific. Um, and so this is uh, obviously an exercise class, I guess. Um, so we sort of have sent an email out to the our babes team um, to try and get them to come on board, and it's just a one-hour exercise class based in the hut, um, and it's all well. Dancing, so it's it's exercise oh. but fun. Um, so it's got Maori um, with a bit of Cook Island, uh, Samoan, Tahitian dancing, all incorporated into the one. Um, so it's it's really you know funky, intense beats. Um, it goes sort of from you know slow basic music to crazy drums, oh, intense, like hula. yeah, real full on hula like. Um, it's it, it's quite intense, really. Pacific, Pacific, also known as Hula Active. So, um, yeah, so that's something that we're all sort of trying to get um, our our babes by here to jump on board. Oh, cool! Um, so that's it's, awesome. Yeah, yeah, just a bit of exercise. Yep. So while we're on the quitting smoking, might as well try and jump on the exercise buzz as well so yeah so that's how Pacific came about. Uh, Keith we talked a little bit about um, in the start of our court at all well I wanted to know the the roles and how the wet all challenge works so you were talking about 
the ladies in the group are um, at the end of the term, are they tested by, um, a, a, sorry, you had a name for that person? Initially, to be part of the Weddell, we have a, a, a machine, a smoke eliser, and what you do with the smoke, smoke eliser is each team member has to do their smoke eliser and it has to be a 7 ppm up to qualify, which means that you've had more than just a cigarette, oh, basically. Okay. Is it like a look, but do you so, blow into it? Yeah, you oh, do, right. yeah. You, you just, well, not necessarily blow, but just exhale. Right. Um, into the the machine, and so to qualify to be part of the wheel once again, you have to blow a P, seven p p m or more. So at the end of the um, wheel, and which will which is thirtieth of November, um, we all do the or should I say the wheel ladies do that um, smoke eliser reading again, and um, to qualify to win. They must blow a PPM reading of six or below, which indicates not a single puff. Kapai. Um, mm. Now, are you all following the Facebook, the website, and the app? <laughs> I've got yes. it on my iPhone, yeah. So I Clever, try and write on it at least once a week. So I went on there. There was a, um, a documentary on TV so about um, oh, uh, dying TV. to smoke. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I let everyone know that it was on there so they could have a watch. It was really good, really Really interesting. I made my whole family watch it. I think, Keitha, do you have anything to add? I think you touched on the important things. How, you must be proud of the girls. Proud I, of the. For sure, absolutely. Um, I, I, I emphasise to um, our babes that um, this is doable um, because it is, period. Cool. And I think on that note, Keitha Woods, Stevie Love and Letitia Keeper, thank you so much, wahine. Kia kaha, kia maia. Kia ora. Ai, kia kaha, wahine ma. To check out the Wero Challenge Kaupapa, we've posted up a few links on our website, radionz.co.nz forward slash theahikaya. Ko te whakatau ki mō tēnei wiki. Kua te manuka. The challenge has been laid. This week's whakatauki that we heard at the start of the show is about setting a challenge, laying down the manuka and accepting the challenge. So in this week's Te we heard from the group Our Babes uh, trying to give up the smokes. That's the challenge they've set for themselves. Kotakoto te manuka. Next week, I'm with author Alan Duff, who talks about the ongoing success of Duffy Books and Homes. This year, the programme turned 20. Former Silver Fern turned manager Linda Wagner is at the helm of the organisation. And Justine visits their Kurakaupapa Māori or their Arafanui in Lower Hutt and checks out the success of the programme with kayako or teacher Nene Harete Kawana. wiki. Atu i tērā, he mehi tēnei ki ngā kai hono oro. Me tahuri mai anō hei tērā tapu e heke mai nei. Hewe, mai te whānau a te ahikā. Mauri ora. Just wanna hug. <laughs> 
Steady 